0: We believe you are God and in control. Welcome to the Worship Generation Radio Ministry with Pastor Joey Brand, a ministry of Worship Generation Church located in Fountain Valley, California. For more information, please visit us at www.worshipgeneration.com. We believe Now let's join Pastor Joey as we study through the Bible. And now we pick it up in verse 35.
1: So Jesus says this, Let your waist be girded and your lamps burning. And you yourselves be like men who wait for their master when he will return from the wedding, that when he comes and knocks, they may open to him immediately. Blessed are those servants whom the master, when he comes, will find watching. Assuredly, I say to you that he will gird himself and have them sit down to eat and will come and serve them. And if he should come in the second watch or come in the third watch and find them so, blessed are those servants but know this that if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore, you also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. So clearly, here Jesus is talking about his second coming because he tells the disciples that he's returning. He's talking about his second coming. The Son of Man is a title that's his, and he says that he's coming at an hour when we do not expect. And since he's speaking to his disciples, and since the Great Commission was to them to go make disciples of all nations and teach them all things that he had taught them, this has that application for the church in every generation, including us here tonight on this August 11th, 2018. So... He starts off shifting gears from living for eternity and storing up treasures in heaven because our heart will follow those treasures. And he says, let your waist be girded and your lamps burning. And in the context of that culture, of course, a lot of times the guys wore robes. They wore longer garments. And they gird up their waist when they had work to do or they were running they would gird up the, the robe, if you will, so you picture going out like a bathrobe or something when you're staying at a hotel and you got, got the bathrobe and you're walking into the pool area and you're feeling pretty good about this vacation you're on and suddenly the fire alarm goes off and there's panic and you got to run, you like kinda, you'd like kind of you have to make an adjustment because it's, it's hard to run like that. So that whole idea of girding up your robe and we're also told to gird up our minds, the loins of our mind as well. We just saw that in Peter. So that's very cultural and contextual. The idea is like, you know, prepare yourself for action. Gird, gird, gird yourself. So the context, Jesus says, let your ways be girded. Be ready for action. Be ready for something to happen. And be ready to act upon things happening when they happen. And your lamps burning bright. So that means like the lights are on. Okay, so that's the idea. Like the lamp's on, lamp's burning bright. We're not in the dark. We're not sleeping, but we're alert. The light is on. And contextually, Jesus tells the example of of the boss going away, the homeowner going away to a wedding or something, and he's going to return at any time, and you leave the lights on. Many of you with adult kids can relate to this. You know, um, Ruth Graham Bell said that she always she would never go to bed till Franklin came home. And of course, "Rebel with a Cause," the famous book about Franklin Graham and uh, not living for the Lord. And look at him now. We're just talking about Operation Christmas Child. But she would always leave the lights on, and she would not go to bed till he was home. And that's the way it was. That's the way it was with all the Graham children, and with adult children and having them coming and going in our family over the years, going away to college, coming home from college on break, going back to college. You know, Timmy's in Europe now. He's back, and then he'd go to Alaska, and now he's got a new job in Long Beach, and. And, um, you know, it's funny because if Timmy's in Europe for three months, you don't lose sleep over it. But if Timmy's living in the shed, and I gotta let you know, it's not the shed like you get at HQ, right? Or, you know, HQ's Virginia Home Depot. Uh, it's, It's not a tin shed, it looks like a house. It's like a granny flat that the former owners built. And uh, so he, you know, he's had a room out there before and he's got a little air conditioner. So don't, don't picture the shed like we're cruel and unusual punishment. He's in the tool shed with the lawnmower and all that kind of stuff. He's, he's got it good, man. For a Euro backpacker, he's got it really good, capital R, really good. Okay, well, he's, yeah, so, <laughs> but when Timmy's home and he's out at the Orange County Fair with his friends like Christian Warden or something, Well, you know, no, we just can't really go to bed. We've gotten better at it, you know, but uh, the light's on. The light's on. We're anticipating Timmy coming home. It'd be the same thing when Luke would be coming back from school at Grand Canyon. He's going to arrive like at 2 in the morning. What do you do? You leave the lights on. We have the light we leave on here, but there's the porch light that's left on when we're expecting someone to come in the night. We want them welcome and coming. And in many cases, particularly when Timmy was at Grand... uh, Excuse me, at... Uh, Cal State Maritime, and we knew he was coming home like at one or two, I would want to stay up and just give my son a hug when he came through the doors. And you parents that have adult kids can relate to that. I just, especially if they've gone away, I just would want to, I just want to give Timmy a hug. He'd be like, hey, dad. I'd be like, hey, what's, I mean, he just drove from the Bay Area, right? The five, button, Willow, will, all that kind of, be like, hey, Timmy, I love you, man. It's good to have you. Okay, dad. You know, is there anything to eat? You know, that kind of stuff. But you're just so excited, So it has that idea, except it'd be like if Timmy's watching the house and dad's coming home, you got to flip it because like the boss is coming home, right? So the light's on. Hey, boss is coming home. Hey, I mean, Luke's a witness. I used to say all the time, there's very few rules in her house, but that mom comes home from working at Calvary at four in the afternoon. There are no dirty dishes in that sink and the kitchen is clean. When Jennifer goes to work at, when she worked at MCA and she leave at 630 in the morning, she, she get off at 345 She'd be home by four if she was just right on target. And it was the number one supreme rule, mom does not come home to dirty dishes in the sink and a dirty house it has to be in order. Everything's in order, ready for the master of the house to come home and our waist is girded and the lamp is burning bright. This is That's how that would relate in our society as we think about things for us, right? You guys at the work, you're in a construction job and the, the, the foreman's coming soon and you want to be working. You don't want to be around slouching. You want to be ready for the boss to show up and you want to be on point and not putting on a show, but really be doing what you're supposed to do. See, that's the whole idea here, is that girded, lamp on. This is the context. Jesus has given us an illustration from that culture about his return. So now let's bring it to us here tonight where we're at. Talked about a few weeks ago about generations. There's a generation that had Jesus walking the earth with them, God himself in the flesh on planet earth with his first coming, that generation is unique and distinguished from all other generations, and then the last generation is also unique and distinguished from all other generations, and everything else is just in between the bookends. The bookend begins the church age, that first generation that, of the Jews that rejected Jesus, but those who believed in him, and then the Gentiles grafted in, and then the last generation that's living for Jesus before the trumpet sounds, and he comes for his church. That generation's distinct as well in the Bible. Until then, it's one generation of the church after the other passing the baton like a relay race to the next generation as we just move through time and generations, decades, uh, centuries, and that's how it works, okay? So, obviously, Jesus hasn't come back. Pastor Chuck was excited about Jesus coming back. Pastor Chuck approached church and ministry at Calvary Costa Mesa like Jesus was going to come back, like right now, during this service. Okay, and uh, but Jesus came back for Chuck and Chuck went to be at the Lord, what, three, almost four years ago now. And so that's a really good model for us as far as of Christ, whether we're young or old, that we are living with the anticipation of Christ's return waist girded, lamp burning bright, and we're eagerly expecting and excited for his return. And what it means, because righteousness will cover the world as waters cover the sea, which is really good because as Jack was praying about turmoil and all this confusion, everything's made just and and perfect and true when Jesus comes to reign. And it's the end of all evil. It's the end of all injustices. So it's a really good thing, WG, for Jesus to come back. And he'll clear, it's the year of Jubilee too. So he'll clear all debts. It's all going to be good. It's a good thing, but the church is to be watching, ready, girded, lamps burning bright. That's, that's what Jesus is teaching here for every church age, and we want to be anticipated. I think of something like George Mueller, who lived in the 1800s and was the man of faith that fed thousands of orphans every day through faith and how the food was provided, but he died at 92, and George Mueller was absolutely convinced Jesus was going to come back in his timeline. And he did everything as if this is the day that the Lord's coming back for him. And then the Lord did come back for George Mueller over 100 years ago. So we might have the Lord come for all of us as the church with the trumpet sounding and the rapture being caught up to be with the Lord before the, the at final 70th week of Daniel happens, known as the Great Tribulation. We might have that come in our timeline. It might come in Zippy's timeline, our one-and-a-half-year-old granddaughter. Yeah, I mean, she goes... 80 years she got 79 that's a pretty good clip that's almost the entire century right now seems like that would go that way Uh, but he might not he might not come till later of course he could come tonight but one thing we know for sure is if Zippy lives a full life and I live a full life he's sure coming for me before he's coming for her right and let me tell you if you didn't figure it out he's coming for you before he comes for your grandkids if they live a rich full life we all have our timeline. And the key thought that Jesus has here is to be watching and ready for his return. He said, blessed is the servant in this parabolic uh, manner. He said, blessed is the servants whom the master, when he comes, will find watching. Verse 37. So what can be better than having Jesus coming back on a good day, right? (laughs) We talk about good days, bad days. Life is like a baseball game, right? A baseball season. Some, Some nights, you just, you got it. Some nights, even the best pitchers, even Kershaw gets pulled in the second inning sometimes. You just... You just don't got it. For me, I'm just like, I'd like to be having a good day when the Lord comes. I'm not going to be accepted before the Lord, nor you, because you feel a little extra righteous that day because it's a good day. We're accepted because of him and our position of righteousness through faith in him. Still, I'd like a good day. And if I'm having a bad day, I want my head in the game. You follow me? Like, even if we're having a really bad day, I want my head in the game. I want to know what inning it is, who's up the bat, what the count is, and where the cutoff man's going to be when this ball is hit to me in left field. That's what it means to be girded with your lamp burning, that we all have good days and bad days, and we even have ugly days, and sometimes we have great days. But the idea is that we're always ready for the day of the Lord. Be watch and ready. Who is that woman? Who is that man who is ready for the Lord's return? Who is that servant? Who is that person? Tuesday night we talked about that Uh, the pastors are called to be servants, but we all have a a place to serve in the local church. But who's that person watching? Like when we think about the Lord's return, are we kind of like like anticipative? Like when you know a check's coming in the mail, we all know that one, right? The check's in the mail. And the bigger the check, the more anticipative you are for the postman to come because you're waiting for that check. You're looking for that check. And you get so excited. You got the check's not there like, man. And then like, you, you have like a cutoff, like when the check doesn't arrive by Thursday, then you're gonna call those people back, right? And maybe ask them to issue a new check or wire transfer the funds, right? You know that one? Come on, don't tell me I'm the only person that's been in this boat before. When they, you know, like, you, you, uh, hey, mailman, so you run out there, here it is, there's the check, yeah! Right, you know, it's like, anticipative, waiting whatever we've experienced in the human experience, nothing's going to be better for the person that lives for the Lord and lives with their treasures in heaven and their hearts there. Nothing's going to be better than when the Lord comes for us. That was the mindset Pastor Chuck had when he said, if I drop dead, don't you dare bring me back, right? He used to joke about that. Uh, and he's like, Pastor Chuck, i back, I'm back. He's like, no, no, not coming back. And we'll let all the family drama, all the Calvary drama, all the life drama, all the U.S. government drama, all the global U.N. drama, all the Israel drama, all the Euro drama, we'll just let that play out after I'm gone. Because the presence of the Lord, to be absent from the body, is with the Lord, and that's better than all the drama. The drama of this day is our drama. It's not Pastor Chuck's drama. He's in glory. And there might be drama for Zippy's Day and, our, and others of those these kids that we love and care about and that come to church here. There might be drama that Jacob and Leah face 30 years from now and I'm gone. That's their drama. I'm with the Lord. I'm in glory. You see, see what I'm saying? Like, Who then is that woman, that man who's girded, has a lamp burning and is anticipative? I think that's a key word, anticipative. I wrote that down here, to be anticipative through spending time with the Lord in prayer and reading his word and and just having that sense that humanity is going to change in one day. And by the way, doesn't humanity know it's all going to change in one day? Why do you think like things like 2012, the Yellowstone supervolcano, you know, planet Maburu, why do you think all these things uh, uh, just captivate humanity? Because there's a sense in us, Solomon said that God's put eternity in our hearts, but we also know there's like a big boom boom at the end. I think it's in us we know it there's a boom boom coming there is you know it's like it's it's there God's put eternity in our hearts and I think deep within our hearts we all know there's a boom boom coming at the end in the end game and revelation makes very clear there is a big boom boom coming right so we have that sense and the planet knows I I believe most people will god puts eternity in our hearts so it might be suppressed we might depraved because we reject it romans 1 but it's there that there's an end there's an end for humanity and the evil of humanity now reading solomon's dedication of the temple this morning around 900 bc so almost 3,000 years ago when the spirit of god met him there it's amazing to think the holy spirit fell upon them and him think about that wow And he said that, God, that this building would represent your truth, your justice. In the bad day, your people, when they've done wrong, they would find, look to this place and find forgiveness and hope and healing and comfort, and your mercies would be here. But this would be a place of justice and truth. He asked the Lord to give him wisdom that he could be a king of justice and truth. Well, Jesus is that king. Solomon's a poor prototype. Jesus is the fullness The promises God made to David that an heir would always be there and his kingdom would have no ending, it went way past Solomon and his Egyptian wife. It goes to Jesus and the virgin birth. And it goes to his second coming. And when Jesus reigns, trust me, and take this to the day of the Lord, all is made good. And I promise you tonight, as an ambassador of Jesus Christ and a true shepherd, that everything Jesus Christ does with the day he arrives and splits the Mount of Olives is capital G-O-O-D, good, because God is good. And every wrong that's ever happened in time, space, and matter will be made straight. And every galaxy that's out of order with billions of them, and every planet that's off its kilter because of the sin of Adam, it will all be made right, and it will all be good. So, we should be girded and we should have the lamp burning because when Jesus comes to set up his kingdom, it's, it's good news. And as good as good news is going to sound, I'm staying with Greg Laurie next week. This is the ultimate good news it's the fullness of all things when Jesus comes. And it's the establishment of the kingdom, and we enter into those things that God has for us for all eternity. And he can come for the church, and he will come for the church. But he'll come for each one of us individually, like he did with Pastor Chuck. So the best way to live life is the anticipation that today could be the day of the Lord. And the previous verse said, our treasure's in heaven. And where our treasures, our heart will be also. So our treasure's in heaven. We wake up thinking about, where's our treasure? Heaven. We're not thinking about the check coming in the mail. We're thinking about our treasure in heaven and being heirs of the estate through Jesus Christ and faith in him. We're anticipating going to heaven. We're excited about the kingdom. And we're excited about perfect justice and truth and equity for all humanity on this planet. We talked about this a couple weeks ago when Jesus said there's nothing hidden that won't be revealed. He's gonna set it all straight. It's gonna be wonderful. It's gonna be glorious. We, eyes not seen or heard those wonderful things that God has prepared for that day, but it's coming. And as beautiful as the life of Christ is in his first coming as a suffering servant, think how beautiful his second coming is when he comes on the horse as king of kings and lord of lords and split the mount of olives i saw that video of like a missile coming into israel yesterday and they got it they intercepted it and if you saw it it's just massive boom unbelievable boom i thought oh my goodness and all the people are terrified and they're screaming the citizens of israel and i thought man wait till jesus comes and splits the mount of olives that's the boom boom and it's louder than that boom but that's a loud boom. If you see that video clip, that's a heavy duty thing. That's a scary thing. But that's nothing. Because Jesus doesn't come as an act of terror. He comes in blessing. And the only ones that should be terrorized of the Lord are those who commit terror against the Lord and upon humanity. Those who trust in the Lord. He's peace. He's a prince of peace. It's a good thing. It's a beautiful thing. So, blessed are those whom his master finds, verse 37. And, you know, we don't want to slack off. Like, that's what he says. He says, verse 40, the applications, I mean, it's a, it's a built-in application. We don't have to go digging around. Hey, Pastor Joy, what's the application? It's right there. Therefore, you be ready, for the Son of Man is coming an hour when you do not expect. We know the is going to say, peace, peace, and then that Now, the planet's been saying peace, peace more than once in the last 30 years. But they're going to really think they got the peace without the Lord. One least expected. Because sometimes we think, like, how can the Lord not be coming back? The whole planet's just completely warbled right now. Everything about the planet's so weird it's like a science fiction movie. It really is. But we function within dysfunction. The, The nations, the countries, humanity, we're like amps that get blasted at a picnic and they just rebound humanity is just it's amazing to me we live with abnormality long enough we think that's normal this planet's so abnormal right now it's unbelievable and yet it goes on with function within dysfunction there's function in our society and in our planet man finds a way to govern man no matter what's going wrong with man but in the end he's coming in an hour when we least expect it and it's it's just going to be unbelievable when he comes, it's only gonna happen once. But you see, we could be fretting about who's the president, who's not the president. We could be fretting about who's the governor, who's not the governor. How are we gonna pay our rent? How are we not gonna pay our rent? Am I gonna get the raise? Is my starting pay good enough? Am I gonna get a job? Am I not gonna get a job? Do I get accepted to this college? Is, are we gonna have a safe delivery? Is it gonna be this, gonna be that? You know, like all these different things that we can fret when, you know, like the day of the Lord is tomorrow. The day of the Lord is today. The things that we fret about and we go into anxiety over we just need perspective that the Lord could come for us right now. And when we get comfortable on earth, we tend to be less inclined for the kingdom to come. But when we're really agitated and going through trials and tribulations, we tend to be more desirous of the Lord to come. But either way, whether we want him to come or don't want him to come, whether we are looking forward to eternity or not looking forward to eternity, eternity is coming. And it's coming for all of us. So all humanity, the sun's coming. Each one of us individually, 180,000 people step into eternity today. I believe that's the round number approximately. 180,000 people stepped into eternity today. It's a lot of people stepping into eternity. It's the way it is. So the exhortation is to be watching ready, not in a negative way, but in a good way. Just in a good way. Think how fans of football can't wait for the draft to see who their first round draft pick is for the Patriots or the Chargers or the Rams. It's like, come on, man. Let's be excited about the King coming and establishing the kingdom. You know what I'm saying? For real. Like what we get excited about, there's nothing more worthy to be excited about than Jesus Christ coming for us. That's it. So moving on, he says this. Peter said, verse 41, Lord, do you speak this parable only to us or to all people? That's a good question. Peter's never afraid to speak up, is he? And Peter's like, okay, hang on a time out. Hang on a second. And the Lord said to him in verse 42, who then is that faithful and wise servant, uh, steward, whom his master will find ruler over his household to give them their portion of food in due season? In other words, who's being faithful. Well, verse 43 blessed is that servant whom his master will find so doing when he comes truly i say to you that he will make him ruler over all that he has but if that servant says in his heart hmm my master is delaying his coming and begins to beat the male and female servants and to eat drink and be drunk the master of that servant will come on a day when he's not looking for him and an hour when he's not aware and will cut him into and appoint him his portion with the unbelievers and that servant who knew his master's will and did not Um, prepare himself or do according to his will shall be beaten with many stripes. But he who did not know yet committed things deserving of stripes shall um, be beaten with few. For everyone to whom much is given from him, much will be required. And to whom much has been committed of him, they will ask the more. I came to send fire on the earth and how I wish it were already kindled. But I have a baptism to be baptized with, and how distressed I am till it is accomplished. Do you suppose that I came to give peace on earth? I tell you not at all, but rather division. For from now on, five and one house will be divided, three against two and two against three. Father will be divided against son, and son against father, and mother against daughter, and daughter against mother in law, mother, mother in law against her daughter in law, and daughter in law against her mother in law. It is interesting when Jesus spoke after Peter asked the question, Is this just for us or for everybody? Jesus doesn't even answer. You catch that? Jesus does that. You know, like you know a lot of times when people ask Jesus questions, he asks them questions. Let me ask you this: the baptism of John, is it of of men or of God? Right? You know, it's like, oh okay, I didn't see that coming, right? So Peter asks him a question and God the Lord Jesus doesn't really answer it. He just keeps on rolling, like, hmm okay, and just keeps going, like an orientation, like, ah, and keeps going, and I like that, because, you know, sometimes we're praying to the Lord, Lord, uh, is it, and like the Lord's like, he didn't, it seems like there's silence, you just, just listen, you know, what's he saying, think about it, reflect upon it, and consider what it means to you in your life, and your relationship with the Lord.
0: Our service times are Saturday evenings at 6 p.m. and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. And also follow Pastor Joey on Instagram under the tag name at Thanks for listening and God not ashamed, bless. Not ashamed, not of the gospel. Not ashamed, not ashamed of the one I love. Not ashamed, not ashamed of the gospel. Not ashamed, not ashamed. Of-